Hello guys, welcome to The Real You. My name is Tafar Mafimba and I am your host today. I'm just going to jump straight into this because I really can't wait to share this with you guys. Um, it's something that uh, was placed upon my heart recently and I've been trying to find the best way to explain this to you because it's something that I know can be very, very helpful if you can understand it. So before I actually explain this concept, there's a story I would like to read for you. Well, not a story, it's a parable. And I took it from the Bible. It's from Matthew 13, verses 24 to 30. And I'm just going to read it to you from the simplest version uh, I could get. And I took this one from the New Living Translation. And yeah, so here it goes. Here is another story that Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where do they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer exclaimed. Should we pull out the weeds, they asked. No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weed. Tie them into bundles and burn them. And to put the wheat in the barn. So, this was a very interesting parable in my view. And I've heard so many people explain what it meant to them and I'm not going to attempt to <laughs> to even try and explain it in the same way because I looked at it from a completely different angle and it's something that I'd never thought about. So the title of what I want to talk to you guys about today is what are your weeds feeding from? The most interesting thing I found in this piece of scripture was the fact that both the wheat and the weeds grew. Even up until the point of harvest, they both grew. Meaning they were feeding on the same thing. The food that was meant for the wheat, whether it was the manure, the water, the sunlight, the air. What was meant for the wheat was also consumed by the weeds. And they both grew. There was no special arrangement made for the weeds to have something else placed into the soil so that they could grow. The weeds were simply put in the same place 
that the wheat was put. I like to look at our destinies and our purpose, our reason for being in this world as a seed. And I believe that we are the soil and we express ourselves through our gifts, through our talents. And these gifts and these talents help us to express ourselves better. They help us to fulfill our core calling on this earth. So when you're given a, uh, a gift and you have your calling, it comes in the form of a seed and it's placed within you. And it's up to you to begin to work towards developing yourself, to work towards developing that gift from just being a seed and making it grow into a tree that can bear fruit. Because the only way you can be effective in life is if you can bear fruit. Because it's that fruit that people come to. People don't come to you because of who you are. People come to you because of what you have. You don't go to a Microsoft shop because Bill Gates is there or whatever. You go to a Microsoft shop because you want a laptop. You want something, you want a gadget. That is why you go there. You go there because of the service they offer. And likewise, there are people that you keep in your life, not because it's the people themselves that are very special, but it's because what they carry is special. So essentially, you're going for the fruit that they've bared in their life. Whether they're good at giving you advice, that's a fruit. Because not everybody can give good advice. <laughs> I can testify to that. Not everybody can give you good advice. So it's up to you to develop that gift. And it's up to you to develop yourself in your area. In the area that you found yourself to be most gifted. In the area you found to be the most interesting to you. It's up to you to develop yourself in that area. But uh, have you ever noticed that? And I want you to observe this. That's if you haven't noticed it. That whenever you want to do something wrong, there's always a certain level of excitement attached to it. Not even when you do it, but before you do it, there's so much excitement that is attached to it. And it's like everything else around you is supporting you to do that wrong thing. But when you do that wrong thing, you bear the consequences yourself. But yet when you do it, it seems like everything else around you is supporting you. But when it's time for that harvest when it's time to bear the consequences it's like it's like you're alone <laughs> but uh, when you do something good have you noticed that when you want to do something good I'm, I'm trying to explain this in the best way possible 
When you decide to do something good, you always face some kind of resistance or retaliation from your environment. There are times maybe where you've been addicted to drugs, for example. You're addicted to drugs and you say, okay, I don't want to do drugs anymore. I want to be a better person. Maybe I want to get into school. I want to get my degree and get a job. You realize that when you try to make that good decision to leave drugs, your body begins to fight against you. Your body wants you to stay in that same place. And you find yourself failing. You find yourself lacking in energy. It's like you're always subdued and you always succumb to that, uh, to that addiction or that temptation. And it's not like this with the addicts only. Even us, the youth, when, when we try to do something, say you want to become a better person, you just want to do something better for yourself. In this case, say you want to develop your gift, you want to develop your calling, you really want to know who you are. You begin to have people around you talking and say, oh, you've changed. You're not the same person we knew. Things have changed and all. And you suddenly feel like you have to get yourself back into that place where you can be accepted by those people. You find that whenever you try to do something good for yourself, it's almost like there's something else ready to reprimand you for trying to do something good. And I was, I was just really wondering about this to say, bringing it back to the parable I just read, it's a good thing to plant a seed. It's a good thing to plant that seed that you want to eventually become wheat. But it's like when it begins to grow, when you begin to water it, something else begins to come up. Something that you didn't put inside there. Something begins to grow. And it also seems to feed on whatever you're feeding your gift, whatever you're feeding your destiny. And it's also growing. Some of us have tried to be better. But in trying to be better, we realize that our level of depression is growing. We're even more demotivated. If we're growing up in unstable homes, things seem to be getting worse. If you're in a relationship, maybe your partner is fighting you for getting better, for trying to do something good for yourself. For some of you, yes, it's your parents that are trying to fight the good that you're doing. But yet it's not like you're feeding yourself with anything bad. I've heard several uh, presentations about be careful about what you feed yourself. What are you feeding yourself? Read. Do this, do that. But it's like the more you do what these teachers and speakers are saying, 
you realize that some of your problems are actually growing with you as well. And I was wondering, what is that all about? What is that all about? <laughs> it's, it's something very interesting. I remember I was in an interview some, some months ago, if not a year ago, an interview about my book and I was being asked what your experience was like when you were writing this book. And you know, I was telling this guy that uh, as I was writing my book and I was explaining certain concepts, the day I would write about that concept or that principle is the same day I would face a challenge that required me to apply that principle. Maybe is the day I was tempted in that particular area. And had I not even attempted to write a book, I, would have, I wouldn't have come across these temptations. But the fact that I've decided to do something good, something bad begins to come up. Why is it that some of you, when you decide to seek a good relationship, you say, no, I want to better myself and uh, make myself a good person so that I can have better relationships, whether they're intimate relationships or they're friendships. And you find that when you decide to make yourself better, so to say, that's the moment you, you encounter the worst kind of guy in your life or the worst kind of girl in your life. And he sets you 20 steps back. She sets you 20 steps back. And I was really thinking about this. Here's a question. If I put a plate of food right before you, one plate, and I ask one person to eat, they'll be filled up, right? By the time they're done with the food. Of course, uh, saying that the amount of food is, is enough for one person. But if I was to invite another person to also eat, and both these people are eating from one plate now, that's when you begin to see that uh, one of them or both of them will leave hungry. And if we were to do a study to have two people eating from one plate and it's, the, it's a portion for one person, and you have another plate where a person eats by himself from his own plate. If we were to do that for maybe the next 30 days, you may realize that these other ones are slimmer than this other one. And you realize that actually one person actually needs their own plate. So, what am I saying? These issues that you're seeing around you as you're trying to pursue your destiny or you're trying to pursue your calling or you're trying to better yourself, these issues that you're seeing around you, they are feeding from you. They're feeding on your energy, 
they're feeding on your time. They're feeding on your motivation. Motivation, time, and energy that was supposed to be used towards achieving your goals. That is what these problems are consuming. That is what they're taking away from you. And in the end, when it's time for harvest and you don't get the desired result, you begin to think that you're not enough. You begin to think that maybe I was never called to do what I'm doing. Because it's like you were put in an oven and nothing happened. But is it because you were not gifted? Is it because that you were never called? Or it's because something else fed on what you were supposed to be feeding on? Think about it. Right now, as you're trying to get better and depression is hitting you like never before, is it not feeding on your motivation? Is it not feeding on your energy? Is it not feeding on your self-confidence? I want to encourage you guys to begin to be more aware of your environment. Not everything around you is good for you. Not everything that looks like it's for you is for you. In the beginning when the weeds were growing, they looked like the wheat. As you're coming up, some of these people look like your friends. But yet they're taking away your time. They're taking away your confidence. They're derailing you from where you're supposed to be going. But yet they look like they're for you. You sit down for five hours and they give you advice. But yet they're taking you in the wrong direction. What could you have done with that time? What could you have done with that energy that you've dedicated towards those weeds, towards that job that you're not even supposed to be working? Towards those friendships, those relationships. Some of your partners, all they know how to do is just shout at you. All they know how to do is show you where you're going wrong. All they can do is make you feel like you're not enough. But does it mean that you're not enough or they're just feeding on what you were supposed to be feeding on? We need to get smart, guys. We need to get smart. We need to consider the things that are around us. We need to really evaluate. Because you don't want to get to a point where it's too late. At the time of harvest, you realize that you didn't shoot up. You didn't grow to be as big as you were supposed to grow. Simply because of what you allowed to take away the resources that your gift was supposed to use. So Tafara, what do I do once I've discovered uh, that I don't really have good friends? What do I do when I found that, yes, I'm depressed, yes, I'm in an addiction? I like what, um, what the end of this verse says. 
where the master or the farmer advises, tells his workers rather, tells them to burn the wheat, gather it up and burn it. And my simple advice to you is burn it. When you found something feeding on what you're supposed to be feeding on, burn it. Pluck it out. Remove it. It's not supposed to be there. But when you look at burning, you don't just say burn and it burns. No, you have to either look for matches, whatever, and then you burn. There's a system, there's a way in which things are done if you want something to burn. Something doesn't something won't burn simply because you want it to burn. Something will burn when you follow the correct procedure of lighting up fire. So if it's an addiction, begin to look for the strategy to make that addiction burn. If it is a wrong friendship, look for the right strategy to exit that friendship. Okay? If it's depression, look for the right strategy. Look for the right materials. Look for the right people that can help you cause that depression to burn. So, it's things that we'll talk about uh, in this podcast going forward as well. And we'll compartmentalize it. How to deal with addictions. How to deal with depression. How to deal with uh, all these things. So, what I just wanted to get you to at the end of this podcast was to realize and to identify the things that are feeding on what you're supposed to be feeding on. It's better that we find those things early on before it's too late. Before you're a mother, before you're a father, before disappointment comes your way. We need to see those things that look like wheat but are weeds so thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and i will see you very soon in the next one take care of yourselves until then you have come to the end of this episode thank you so much guys for continuously supporting the real you and this podcast Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, or whichever platform you're using. We would also like to hear what you think of the episodes, what your feedback is, and we would definitely like to structure our content in a way that meets your needs every single time. So make sure you get in touch with us via the podcast host, or you can email us at info at or you can message us on plus 263-775-033-885. Make sure you also follow our Instagram page at therealyou.zw. Make sure you also follow our Facebook page at therealyou. Thank you so much, guys, once again. Take care of yourselves and we will see you on the next episode.